sunny day and also a windy day. Uh, you have here Romeo Gongora speaking and Anawana Halova. We are happy today to have you here listening to our first podcast that is part of a workshop called Tuning In, Other Ways of Seeing. Yeah, and we are now going to share about the workshop, how it came about and uh, and the experience of it, and probably give a short introduction to the different people that took part in the workshop. We started the workshop uh, on the 9th of uh, uh, on the 29th of July, and, 2019. Uh, yeah, and uh, it was uh, the last day was the 29th of August. Oh God, the 9th of August. Uh, I keep on mixing. <laughs> Ten, 10 intense days with an extra presentation after the workshop since most of the participants were not really completely done with their work and they needed a little bit more work so to finish. And the workshop took place in between uh, Nas the National Art Gallery of Livingston and uh, just the new uh, Livingston Office of Contemporary Art. Uh, would you like to give a little introduction about the, the what we call the LOCA? Well, LOCA is basically the Livingstone Office of Contemporary Art and it is said to be to be uh, or act as a facilitator or a facility infrastructure for artists uh, to um, to kind of uh, encourage uh, uh, research for the artists and also uh, exchange between the international art world and the local art world and also to kind of uh, uh, also bring awareness uh, which is based upon uh, kind of indigenous uh, knowledges which are locally based and how they can be used to yeah, to talk about uh, global issues. And, and I wonder, you're from Zambia, and uh, more precisely from Livingstone, no? Mm -hmm. So what, when you envision the local place, did you have some intentions behind? Well, partly, uh, I mean, Zambia as a whole, uh, Zambia was uh, very central to the liberation movement in the 60s. And in the 60s as well, uh, 70s, early 70s, uh, also there was like a thriving uh, um, literature and art uh, 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 kind of uh, scene, uh, probably mostly in, Lus in Lusaka. But Livingstone has always been the home for the, for the arts, uh, way back from the 1800s, the drift, which is based right at the falls, was the school, an art school 
in which young artists worked under apprentice to King Lewanika. That's where they built the royal barge, which is like the the most famous, uh, one of the famous ceremonies in Southern Africa called the Komboka ceremony in the western part of Zambia. Mm -hmm. And uh, Livingstone was also like um, like one of the settlers for Jewish refugees in the in the late 1800s and early 1900s. So Livingstone itself was built by some of the Jewish people that arrived here. And it was a meeting point. In the 1920s, the Indian traders came. And, and growing up here uh, in the 90s and uh, late 80s, you, you, were almost, you, you went to the museum. You went to the railway museum, which has now been uh, revamped as a Jewish museum. And you went to Maramba Cultural Village. So there was a lot of culture. You went to the swimming pool. Uh, for those, I think, even probably more for people that grew up in the 70s because by the 90s, the swimming pool was kind of closed, uh, the public swimming pool in the center. Uh, and then you had the library. It was like everyone, you kind of met people with books. So there's something cultural uh, uh, and artistic about Livingstone, which I felt that was somehow important to kind of... Uh, start from here because you have already an audience that are thirsty for those kind of uh, 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 infrastructure or, mm-hmm. or institutions to be there. So I think that was, uh, that was uh, one of the most things to tap into the limitless of the 60s. But also Livingstone is situated in, the, in an ideal place that is just like on the border to Botswana, Zimbabwe. Namibia, it's not far away from Mozambique, it's no. not far away from Angola. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in a way, it's so central that it's the change of a cultural landscape and art landscape would actually mean also uh, going also kind of this would easily uh, spring up to the surrounding places. So that's the, yeah. that's the strategicness of Livingston. Yeah. I have to say that it struck me during my stay here in Livingston, the kind of mix of different things coming together is quite fascinating. And um, I think we'll, when we will hear also the episodes of each of the members of the workshop, uh, we'll be able to also to, to see that how like there is so many different cultures combining in one place. It's quite, quite special. I mean, uh, I don't know, how did you feel when you arrived? Uh, did it strike you as uh, like uh, any, because when you arrive in Senegal, for instance, or when you arrive in um, in Congo, for instance, because you've been to Congo as well, so yeah. what was the, your reaction? Well, for sure, the dryness, mm-hmm. One that's one of the things that... When I arrived in terms of landscape, a bit of a desertic landscape. And uh, the red, you know, the the, the earth, the red, that keeps uh, filling up uh, the the land. So that's one, in terms of of panorama, this would be for sure one of the things. And then when I just been in the space here, it's the quietness. I feel there's something about... Uh, quietness, 
in the in the urban life that I I like if the the there is a slowness in the in the pace of the people. Yeah, which is uh, which could be I guess frustrating as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> which is in which way? Well, I guess if because if you I because I. I just remember myself standing in a coffee shop and uh, the girl serving, dragging herself from one point. It's just like a meter from, you know, like 150, meter, uh, centi- uh, 150 meters from where she was to the next point, which could have been, for me, probably, well, I'm too low. I'm also quite tall, so we should have been like two steps. But I felt like she took 10 steps. <laughs> so the quietness could be this kind of slowness would be kind of uh, uh-huh. too much as well. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's, it's uh, the dryness is also partly because Zambia actually, Livingstone, is a savanna. It's, it's a savanna landscape. So we should have been green at the time now. Uh-huh. But unfortunately, the last two years we've had quite very little rain uh, and hence uh, the dryness now yeah. uh, which of course we see that the water during the day that the pressure of the water goes low yeah yeah so and they are the intrigues yeah. and uh, another thing also that surprised me is like the vestige of the colonial past mm-hmm. when I was walking in the street and looking at for example passing in front of the Barclay Bank and feeling with the architecture of the building that I'm actually in a borough of London. <laughs> that was kind of impressive, you know. So this, yeah. the rest of the colonial past. Yeah. I've always joked that Livingston is like a city, uh, is, is a city like a man who wears his temper on his uh, sleeves, on his shoulders that because it exposes, you see the layers of the history is uh, is side by side, the newness and the, because now, for instance, we're in Likutewe, which is our address and street. The next street is John Hunt and all these, uh, and uh, you, on the other side of the, of the plot, we have Mambawe and we have uh, Nehru in the next. So you see, you have these kind of, uh, the liberation movement, uh, the heroes that fought for independence, you know, the John Hans, the Mr. Likute, Mr. Mambo. But then you also have Nehru, the, in re- reference to decolonization and India, uh-huh. you know. So you have all these in the landscape. And then in you the names have, of the streets. In the names of the streets. And, and then you have the buildings that are coming uh-huh. also from that period of time. Are the people obviously. aware of those names and the meaning? The people I, who here. Well, Livingstone has also changed. I um, I just told you that, I mean, this street where we are living, I also grew up partly in this street. Uh-huh. And I have always said that Livingstone was so mixed that everyone, despite race, like uh, when I was growing up, it was quite mixed in, yeah. the, in the town area. Uh-huh. Uh, but, um, uh, but then also... Uh, you could see that also when you're in the city. You uh-huh. could see uh, the mix of yeah. uh, everyone else. And the later years, most of the Livingstonians have kind of left. Mm-hmm. But there's also a different mix, uh, which I think is also 
expressed among the people that are in our workshop yeah. that we have a lot of people from the north which are in Livingston and maybe most of the people from Livingston have moved north you know and also outside uh, Zambia so it's, uh, it's kind of it always there is always different types of mixes uh -huh. in Livingston so which is uh, for me which is interesting to see yeah. uh, And you know, also one of the nice things is that the people who took part of the workshop were from different age. This uh, kind of intergeneration, yeah. it's nice. It gives yeah. like a possibility to share among each other different experience. Yeah, of course you heard when the, the, the guys born in the 90s were talking about fashion. Yeah. And, uh, to the uh, older one ones. Of, yeah, <laughs> when Mr. Chimba, who was yeah. like, uh, who's uh, born in the early 50s, Yeah. Is uh, has totally different uh, view about uh, exactly. uh, what fashion is or what they think is hip now because he thinks, well, as a young man, he wore long jeans. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, with the little interviews I made mm -hmm. with each of the people from the world, we'll get to know a bit more who is behind those names that we are telling now. Um, and uh, I, if I understand also your, the workshop we are doing, we did, is part of a series of workshops you're planning to do over the, the next year, no? in, in Loka. Yes, I mean, I think, uh, 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 I think it was very important that we actually did a workshop this time, because most of the time when we come, uh, we, as Loka, we have tried to do talks, uh, bringing people together, share their works. Exhibitions um, also. Uh, and also exhibitions. But at the end of the day, you feel like uh, what was Loka all about? Loka was about to create new audiences to, uh, to kind of uh, allow the experimentation in the arts be accepted. And, but then you have to kind of uh, tutor in a way uh, 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 people to be able to 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 be comfortable with that and also be able to practice in it. And unfortunately, the education here, uh, in a way, kind of uh, does not allow that kind of uh, um, freeness. But also, we also have an art market which is usually based upon uh, kind of. Uh, You have a few diplomats that buy artworks. So hence, and also you have a system that does not support uh, the arts. So then you get to artists which have to work in order to live. So in a way they would make crafts. So most of the works created are crafts for sale yeah. because then they can leave. So in a way, the idea of this workshop is also to kind of, uh, you know, to was in a way like by having a presentation, me having my presentation in a, in a gathering does not actually address or help artists how to think critically and articulate their themes, material, how they mix together, why is uh, kind of understanding of whatever they're working with important for their art production. So this is what the workshop was all about. And I've, I, I, I mean, it was very scary because when we, 
asked when we send out the call, we ask for, for instance, yeah. give us 250 words about your practice, which was yeah. very difficult. Like a, an artist statement. An artist statement. And then, of course, it's because people are not used to writing artist statements. Yeah. And then you, then you realize that you have to help people learn that. And, and also how they're going to write artist statements is able, if they're able to articulate their work. So this is what the workshop was all about. And uh, from my experience, I feel that in the beginning with Loka, we're trying, I mean, in our objective, we talk about creating awarenesses with, uh, uh, of, and creating new audiences. But we have not been able to do that uh, mm. over the years because we have been concentrating on something which is probably was not that... Uh, creating any change, any kind of uh, change we wanted. And through the workshop, I think yeah. I come to realize that we somehow as Loka had strayed away from our goals. And and I feel that this series of workshop is what is going to, yeah. to help. I think yeah. this is where also we connect both of us in our practices that through, through the work we do, there is a... Uh, there is a desire for change, and uh, I think um, this is what we also try to share with the people in the workshop: is like how we can change our way of looking at everyday life uh, through a more critical reflection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we've been, we've been, uh, I mean, we've been kind of in conversations on our works. Yeah. independently ever since we were in the Reichs Academy in 2009 yeah. yeah and and this is uh, this is uh, uh, basically kind of we we have seen how the, that has enriched our own practices the to be able to build on the scholarship of your own practice and I think this is what the the workshop was all about and this is my wish that through the year, uh, this end of this year and next year, that we are actually able to follow through kind of a, a, a pattern which uh, through workshops or through this kind of informal learning and teaching, you know, like where we teach each other, you know, both the participants and the facilitators, like there's a... Yeah, we learn the, from yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah, we learn from each other. There isn't any kind of... Uh, the the hierarchy, you know, yeah. kind of yeah. So, and you know, for, for uh, several times we kind of brought up brought up this idea of looking to locally to yeah. look inside instead of trying to to make something for the outside. It's a kind of situated ourselves here and now. Yeah. And I think this is one of the key points of the yeah. the workshop. Yeah, yeah, because I think most of the time when you talk about oh we are doing contemporary art here, people understand like it should looks it should be art which is done in the West and not here, and, and which uh, is a West completely uh, fic fictive. Yeah, and then of course uh, to be able to convince them, we had actually to bring. Our elders, you know, through yeah, local uh, examples. Yeah, to kind of bring traditional uh, people, which in the communities, which are also in tune with the traditional knowledge, to do like uh, 
we had like a game of logic which is found in different other tribes around uh, Zambia to kind of practice to play that game in front of the young people and also then to explain to them how that kind of uh, relates to to the idea of uh, uh, research and articulation and finding, looking at things from different perspectives. So this was, in a way, the other ways of seeing. I mean, for you, you are from Canada. Uh, I don't know how it is in uh, Quebec, whether you, whether the, the, whether the young people there are looking into their own locality to talk about global issues and how is it? I'm recently coming back to Quebec, Montreal. So I still have to make sure of my impression, but I feel like young artists are really oriented for the art market. Mm. They, you know, they are wishing to be included in commercial galleries. Mm. And uh, also there is not really a look into what is the past history of Quebec. Mm. which is also very interesting, yeah. socially and politically. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a couple of times I've been doing workshops in different parts of Africa. And, and one of the things I say to the people when I work with them is like, uh, the art world is a plural art world. We have tendency to think there is only one, and it's the one of the West, but actually it's much more complex. And... Uh, for me, that was the beautiful part of the workshop is also to to bring up the local beauty of what's happening mm. here and that we can value this. But I think I think also partly why for me was interesting to kind of have you here is the fact that you and me work very differently, yet we have had uh, this kind of uh, work uh, discussions of uh, but the way we approach. Uh, yeah. our practices are so different. I mean, we are we are both doing our PhDs now, and we are in conversation with the the themes of our PhDs and how they relate. You know, the way I see that is, that I think it's, it's and I'll bring Paulo Freire here. It's about this kind of praxis, and I see that you are doing this here exactly with the construction of loca. It's like bringing together not only reflection, but also action. Mm. And uh, I think I see this also in the way you are talking now, is this desire to bring change, but not only change in terms of like, uh, let's come together and think, but also let's come together and, and make things. Mm. And uh, I believe it's the same energy, the same desire or aims I have. Mm. Um, so the workshop, you know, was a 10-day and uh, we follow with the people the different step of making the podcast and uh, as we can uh, hear, it's much more different than just uh, making a podcast. It's also bringing us together to, to learn to, to see all the ways of seeing life. Mm. Yeah, the other ways of seeing the other ways of looking at life, the other ways of looking at uh, our own practice as artists. Practice uh, when it comes to the artists, other ways of looking at their own practice. You know, because I think also what was interesting for the older artists was that they 
I guess they have not been challenged in that way about their own work, to re-look at their own work in a different way, you know, to tell them that whatever uh, exercise or whatever tools they were using uh, in the workshop was actually supposed to be transferred to the way they work with their own practice. Yeah. So I think that was what was interesting for them. And uh, there is, in a way, uh, a hunger in uh, in the people here for something different, something exciting. Oh yeah. So, yeah. so which is uh, which is also very inspiring for, for for me at least. Yeah. So for those ten days, we've been working with them and uh, pushing them uh, in making uh, episodes listening to the work they made and giving it all together, giving feedback on what they did and reworking. And we'll, in the next episodes, hear each of the, mm. of the work they've been doing, which mm. tackle different subjects. So mm-hmm. it go from fashion, as you say, to proverbs, to... Yami Yami, the river god, <laughs> a night in Maramba. So the very uh-huh. interesting how uh-huh. each participants, or since they came up in groups and how they picked uh, subjects. the subjects. So so that's really interesting. And how they treat treated also the different mm. subjects. Yeah. In the next ep- episode, we'll be able to hear the interviews I did and get to know more who is behind the different episodes mm. and also uh, get to know more the life mm. in uh, Livingstone. Also, we, we are talking about the workshop, but also maybe let's speak about some of the challenges that we also, talk, yeah. you know, what, what do you think was one of the... I think one of the challenges was just the fact that, uh, well, which also means that we should do more work. Uh, and I think it's also because partly that people are not exposed to this kind of working we had introduced in them because it took time for the people to actually understand and uh, think critically about the questions because they're also not used to the to the discussion already which maybe we are used to and also how we look at things so that was uh, it took time for them to to actually uh, start working on their projects and uh, and uh, yeah, the, and also being able to kind of voice their I, you know, yeah. voice their own subjectivity. I think this is something that maybe comes more from the West. I wonder if it's not like a something that we are more exposed when you are in the West, and especially in the art world, of like you know, putting in front the singularity of our own voice. Yeah, I mean, we also had uh, power failures. <laughs> we are in. Uh, Apparently, Southern Africa, most of it has been. Uh, well, I think it's a, it's actually, it's actually one thing which is also coming here because we are trying to develop these infrastructures in many ways by doing the workshop, for instance, also building the the studio uh, library uh, library art space here. So. But at the same time, you also have problems with load shedding, which is, I think, Africa has been suffering from load shedding the last years. Mm. And that just kind of uh, breaks the, the, 
the development of things and uh, and and this is also what art can ad- can help address because i have always part of my excitement has always been that that as artists that probably we have different ways of talking about the same problems mm-hmm. which politicians are involved with but in a different way probably yeah. in a way which could help the people in technology that probably people in technology should also kind of maybe mm-hmm. see on how we are talking about the issues Yeah. So so in a way I feel that there is actually a need of a of a engagement uh mm-hmm. in this discourse. Yeah. So yeah. And uh another challenge is just like because uh because people are scared for that if they spend 10 days in a workshop, 10 full days in a workshop that they'll go hungry. So you had people that really wanted to be in the workshop but because of the fact that uh yeah. the arts here are so limited to like to the tourist market that is buying crafts so in a way people would rather work to produce those crafts and earn a living yeah. than to be in a workshop yeah you know, but, you so. know it's also that living the artists in living stone have a special context No, yeah. just just paying the transport yeah. to reach uh, either the national art gallery or yeah. the office of contemporary art it's a challenge it's a yeah. Yeah. eating also we've been providing lunch yeah uh, so there is a different ways to involve them i think you know also one of the challenges for me has been also you know as a as a as a westerner coming here how to address those questions without involving a dynamic of power mm. and i think this is one of the challenges also when you come to do a workshop and you are from outside how you can bring those questions in a genuine exchange mm. I think at the end of the day it also like what I have seen for me is like um I think it's always very important to have an awareness of uh, uh misrepresentation or misappropriation or all this stuff but then it's also very important to have a sensibility to the people you're working with uh uh to think of also them in the picture i think that's always uh, for me for me i choose to engage with that question like to question myself what am i doing here yeah. uh in what in which what gaze am i looking at this thing how uh, there's also a process of unlearning which is i think very important to kind of unlearn because you, when you are socialized in a different way with uh, different information you tend to think differently from the way the people you're meeting would be thinking so it's always very important uh for me to kind of to start you know unlearning some of this socialization uh some of this reading and then i think like then how do i meet 
the next person with my but, and you know also on learning some of the dangers that uh, is coming with doing workshops mm. which is automatic things that we have been uh, enforced uh, through education uh, the way of educating where we are becoming passive people and we just receive information and then we, we don't have any critical thinking about that. And also we forget that the people in front of us are, are human beings as, as we are and not only students or, or objects of scientific experience. So we'll um, conclude on that and uh, maybe give a big thanks to the different uh, members who've been involved in the workshop. Yeah, I think we could, uh, yeah. thanks to... Yeah, to Alumedi, Arnold. Yeah, Alumedi, Maonde, Arnold Matakala, yeah. Augustine Sikambala, Bernard Kopeka. Sanda Shishimba, Dominic Nishimba. Yeah, Dumisani Moyo, Jeff Mkata, Kangwa Yombe. Nelson Sisi, Emmanuel, yeah, so Samuel Mulundi, Manduli, Sunga Mwila, Winston Shilunga, Diande Ombwe, and also just to thank the YY, Agnes and uh, and Lawrence Yombwe for being so generous, uh, sponsoring us with the transport as well, and and, uh, and the chairs and the plates and cups we used in the workshop so so we are very thankful that we had uh, patrons exactly. to take care of us yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to see how those series of workshops will grow up over the next uh, months and years mm. so a big thanks to our auditors for tuning in and mm. yeah thanks to the Livingston Art Gallery, Mr. Chimba, for allowing us to indulge again this year. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, Nina and Chinga. So this was Anawana Halova and uh, Romeo Gongora in Livingston. Musotunya Town, signing out. <laughs> ciao, ciao.